0: I'm Janie Genosis, founder of Reinvention Ready. Welcome to Reinvention Ready TV, where you can ignite your fires of possibility and discover how to make the rest of your life your best life. I am delighted to introduce to you my guest, Monique Verport. Monique is a registered social worker and certified practitioner in the modality of emotional freedom technique, EFT tapping. And she is the author of Is this all there is? Living a life beyond obligation. Monique has worked in the field of children's mental health for close to 20 years. Monique, welcome. I'm excited
1: to chat with you today. Oh, thanks, Janie. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you as well. Nice to be here. Yes. So, Monique, tell me how
0: you arrived at your journey today and um, what you do.
1: Well, um, yes, I am a registered social worker, and as you said, I work in the field of children's mental health, and uh, I'm a trainer consultant, so basically I work with uh, professionals at a number of children's uh, mental health organizations uh, in Canada, but also in, uh, we're located in, in parts of the States and in other parts of the world. So it's uh, basically a train on a program uh, that is geared towards children and their families to help them with issues of self-regulation so that mm-hmm. they can respond uh, from a place, from a regulated nervous system, if you will, rather than react and make uh, choices that actually could make you know, problems bigger than they need to be. So that's what I've been doing, basically uh, being in the trainer role uh, versus uh, frontline. Uh Uh-huh. And
0: what made you realize that you wanted to change your path, you know, that you wanted to switch and pivot?
1: That's a, that's a great question because I have, I mean, I love, I love what uh, the work I do in terms of what we stand for and how we're really improving people's lives in a big way. And uh, that has always been very important to me is to, to do something meaningful uh, to to be contributing in, in in an important way like that. But, I found that in a sort of clinical setting, when we look at a human being, there's more than sort of the thoughts. The focus is is on CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy. So we're really working with people's thoughts and how that impacts feelings and then how it impacts behaviors. And uh, I, I really, as as you do as well, we know we're we're more than our thoughts. You know we we are multifaceted human beings. And so what I found to be really missing in that a clinical type setting is, is addressing sort of the um the the spiritual and the um you know the subconscious aspects of who we are and how that really influences so much of what we do. And and we're only addressing part of the problem when we are just looking at thoughts. So it was just feeling like there's, you know, there are different ways of really exploring what's going on for somebody that I felt I, you know, there were other ways of looking at it, let's say. So I was searching for what is that way to, to really encompass those other pieces, those other aspects of our, of our humanity. And um, so that was sort of the driving force was, okay, I want to explore this further because I had seen a lot of, a lot of families or, or uh, parents come in with uh, children who had, you know, a lot of issues that were getting in the way of their success and a lot of sort of beliefs and stresses and so on, that were kind of getting in the way of that parent being able to nurture their, their child and give the child what, what they needed. And so it was okay, yes, this is great. We're, we're addressing thoughts. But there's also a lot of sort of belief systems under there. There's a lot of day to day stresses with all the responsibilities. And um, so kind of having that in the back of my head as well is what else can we offer? you know, somebody like that.
0: Right. And I think this applies what you learn. Did you learn a lot of these
1: things by applying these in your own life? Would you say? Oh, gosh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm really sort of on a a mission. I, I feel very purposeful in terms of applying or spreading the news about something that has worked so much in my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be, you know, so animated by it and revved up by it. But yeah, I, it was sort of the missing piece for me as well. I've always been kind of prone to a low-grade depression from sort of all my life and trying to explore what's, you know, why aren't I happier? What's, what's getting in the way with my life enjoyment? And with, uh, you know, looking for tools that could really help me in that regard. And when I found something that really improved my quality of life, it was like, oh my gosh, the potential to really be able to share this with with the world really and 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 help other people is was the driving force for that. So, yeah, very important. That is
0: wonderful. and And so what made you jump? What made you let go of the clinical? I mean, you talked about that a little bit, but were there roadblocks? Was it scary? What Tell me a little bit about what you went through sort of inside as well as you know the process of saying, okay yeah. I let go of something I've done for 20 years and I'm comfortable with maybe not totally singing to my heart, but, um, you know, what, tell me a little bit about that process of making the shift internally,
1: externally, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Well, I think I realized when I started to sort of discover something, this tool that was working really well for me and seeing that benefit my life, I was really pulled to know more about it and to sort of follow that path of certification because I thought I want to really be able to work with other people in a way that I can't in, in sort of my current situation, especially I wasn't doing really that much of, or any at this point of frontline work. And it was this sort of feeling that there's a lot more here that I can, that I can be doing, that I can be serving. And I'm not having that opportunity in, in the, the job I'm doing on a daily basis. So I was looking for ways of, you know, how do I, how do I encompass both? Because the reality was, uh, Janie, I couldn't just quit my job and <laughs> and go yeah. off and explore and do what I wanted to do. That was, that was not an option on the table. And so in terms of, you know, obstacles, uh, financially was, was a huge one. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, having sort of been in a very precarious financial situation before and kind of know through this position I was in having some stability being able to save for my for my kids education you know Mm -hmm. being able to contribute to you know anything to do with the household circumstances that was just a priority for me at that at that point in time as well so it was kind of at loggerheads and and for the longest time I had this feeling within myself of you know I'm here but how do I get over there like the over there is where I want to be and I want to you know really get into that in a big way but I couldn't see, I couldn't see the, um, you know, the, when you pull vaults, right. You go from here and you vault over to the other, the other side of the bridge. I just couldn't see how to get there. And so, um, yeah, just looking and thinking about how do I start that process of, of sort of, you know, moving over there, if you will. And, um, so really, you know, the first thing was, was having a, a talk with my, with my manager and saying, look, you know, and she knew I was really interested in this too. I'd done little demos at at, you know, <laughs> at her home for other staff. I did a, a big company uh, demonstration back in two thousand and twelve with uh, you know the whole company kind of there. So so people knew where my heart was, which made it did make it easier. And I said, look, I, I, I really want to spend more time and energy to really you know enhance my skill base so that eventually I can go off and do this work that it that. Really is calling me and, and pulling at my heart, and so I had asked for a three-day work week because I thought, well, that way I kind of have both. And uh, my manager, although very sympathetic, was like, "Well, at this time, that's not really going to work, but you know, I will keep that in mind, and, and so on." And so eventually, I did. What happened was I had um I had a fall back in uh, two thousand eighteen, just before Christmas, and I had a it ended up in a mild um tra- a traumatic brain injury. And um, I it really kind of was one of those life-changing moments. And so the interesting thing about that was that you know, I was preaching about self-care and taking care of yourself. And I was also on that journey of really delving into being a, a practitioner that I' had, you know certified and everything. And then it w- it kind of came to a halt and I thought, I gotta look after me because I, I can't work with people right now. I, I have this heel on journey I have to I have to work on and get through and so that kind of you know changed the course of my life again it was like okay what you're still passionate about getting this out into the world but is it realistic for you to put all your energy and resources into doing this on the side when I knew it would exhaust me and uh, I just wasn't being called to it in the same way uh, which is where there again I said how can I get this out well I'd already started writing a book about it so I'm kind of jumping ahead but yeah because the goal was how do I reach more people like it's fine and dandy to have a little you know uh, a little practice but but how do I get this out into the world in a bigger way and so uh having a, a shorter work week as well allowed me to put more of my energy into kind of finishing this book and 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 uh you know publishing it so yeah I think I, I think
0: I answered your question. Yeah. And, and, you know, I always think it's so interesting and I talk to other people and I hear this a lot, you know, it's no fun to have a fall and have a brain injury. I mean, that's not what you would wish for, but sometimes the things that you feel are the most detrimental or horrible end up being the best doors that open up new possibilities. And and it, it sounds like I, you know, I wonder if you hadn't, fallen down, would you still be in a clinical setting? You know, I mean, it's like, y- you have to wonder why sometimes, you know, we yeah. start to put those energies out there and, and what we want and 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 what we want to manifest mm-hmm. and bring into our lives. And it's sometimes they have a really funny way of, of coming mm-hmm. in. So
1: we have to be, you open. know, for sure. And, and as you say that, I think back to, you know, little did we know about COVID appearing on the doorstep oh, and as I was, uh, I was able to work from home during the, the whole pandemic, and I still am actually, uh, except for one day a week I go in, but, you know, uh, having that job or that position was a lifesaver for me because, uh, had you know, it, it was just a, for everybody, it was a very demoralizing period and it created that stability. And I remember thinking, Oh, my gosh, thank God, thank goodness, I didn't quit my job. And I'm still doing this, like it really, you know, um, yeah, worked out. Yeah, too. Was, yeah, 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 it's really interesting how these mm-hmm. things, you know, you can't foresee this stuff, right? Right.
0: right. You know? If only, right, if only we had a crystal ball, yeah. we could.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So I actually want to get into a little bit more about this EFT and, and, mm-hmm. and tell folks who are listening today, what is EFT? I mean, what, Mm -hmm. how, what, why should we pay attention to this?
1: Yeah, well, EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques, and it's basically a form of psychological acupuncture or Mm -hmm. acupuncture without needles. It's a form of acupressure where we actually use our, our, our digits, our fingers, and we either tap or rub on certain uh, points on our face and upper torso. So we have, um, people are familiar with acupuncture. There are meridians or a more scientific term um, that, uh, that's referred to. And I'm trying, I, one of these brain things that happens to me still sometimes. Um, it'll come back to me, but actually there, science has discovered there are these pathways that run through our fascia or our connective tissue that actually when we apply pressure on the end points of these places that that arrive at the surface of the skin. So that's why we we touch these places on our face, mainly in our upper upper torso, but we have them all over our body. So depending on whatever the issue is uh, physiologically is that we can get relief by releasing um, the the pressure points at these acupoints. Um, And so what that does is that uh, when we as I said, apply pressure and we breathe at the same time, the breathing piece is super important, right? So, you know, and through the nose out through the mouth, but actually what we're doing is we are releasing these blockages of energy. So energy, it's, you know, emotion, you know, energy and motion, uh, emotions that get trapped at these certain junctures, you know, within our, within our body. Uh, we're also communicating to our emotional brain, our limbic system. And as we think of something that's distressing, and we're applying pressure on these points, we're actually sending uh, a message through the fascia to the uh, to the amygdala or threat detector saying, you know, it's okay, you're safe, uh, you're calm. Everything's okay. So you, it, it's almost like when you're in, in that state of whatever it may be, where you're dysregulated, so your heart's beating faster and, you know, you're stressed out and you're sweating and whatever else is going on. Um, you are actually calming your your system so that whatever was bothering you in that moment actually stops bothering you. And you can feel the de-escalation happening in your body. And uh, the body, you know, demonstrates that by things like yawning or sighing, or some people laugh, some people mm-hmm. pass gas, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, right? <laughs> it's you're, a it's you're a relief. Getting rid of what you no longer need, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and it is so cool when you work with somebody or if you do it on yourself which is really what i'm, I'm trying to do out there that people can actually do this for themselves is that you know you can you, know, you may start to smile or you just you can feel giddy because you're letting go of sort of all this heavy duty tension and emotional baggage that you're actually carrying within your wow. body so very simple technique but yeah. super powerful and um just amazing, and and I love it because it's accessible to every single person that could use a little bit of a tune-up. You
0: know? Yeah, and it doesn't re- it doesn't require any extra equipment or no. I mean, as long as you have a way to touch your points, that's all you have to do, right? It's mm-hmm. free.
1: That's the yeah, best yeah, yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah, that's great. So mm-hmm. I want to talk to you a little bit about you have this lovely book, and um, let's talk a little bit about writing book
1: hmm
0: ah how like I know there's got to be a lot of people listening that's there's a book in me you know right. I know I want to get this book out to the world like you said I wanted to reach more people sound like your why was going beyond one-on-one or group sessions of EFT and saying mm-hmm. if I write this book more people can benefit from this was that helpful or what really kind of lit the fire to get you to actually put the words on the pages and create a book because that's so many people have this Book inside that never gets out. So you did it. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to know how you did it. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, you know what? I must say this might be, you know, an answer that that people cannot um, relate to. But I'm going to flip it around. Is that I really think that this was a book that came to me um, from from somewhere else. Yeah. You know, from the divine, from the universe, whatever. I, I felt like I was channeling it because it was a very easy write. And um, it took me about a year I wrote on weekends, mostly and then through some summer vacation. And uh, I had I think the table of contents uh, within 45 minutes I had. (laughs) I had it down. Yeah. Uh, So it really was something that was in the the works uh, for a long time. And I think for me, because the passion was so great, I, I really feel it was a calling. That it was something you know I have to do this, and it wasn't something I could ignore or hem and haw about. Gosh, oh, should I write this book? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. It's too much work. I never had any of those uh, sort of you know stop signs coming up for me, and I think it's too because I'm I love languages. I you know I speak a number of them. I'm sort of very particular about English and grammar and all that stuff. I'm a little bit of a nerd that way, <laughs> so. For me it was a pleasure and I'm also very introverted so I'm much more comfortable writing than I than I am speaking well mm-hmm. I gotta say that's changed a lot too with the tapping <laughs> it's been a nice <laughs> byproduct so, right? so
0: tapping has helped you be
1: more extroverted or it's it's helped me find my voice oh it's helped me cool. find my voice and express my oh. voice uh which a lot of uh can be a struggle for a number of women just because yes. we're yeah
0: yeah. Can we talk um, about that a little bit? That is like yeah. so cool. I want to hear yeah, that. Yeah,
1: for sure. Just, um, well, for me in particular, and I think some people can relate to this, you know, when you're in a one-on-one situation, it's a lot easier to kind of speak and you have a, a sympathetic ear and, you know, you don't, you don't um, censor yourself, maybe in the same way when you're in a, a meeting with a lot of people sitting around a board table, sure. right, a board <laughs> table. And, uh, you know, and I remember just, carefully you know anytime I'd want to say something I'd be like censoring myself in my head oh is it okay if I say this what might the response be to that and etc cetera, etc cetera. so the bottom line was I, I usually shut my mouth and I and I would I didn't really speak up and and so the tapping has helped me very much move through that to a place where you know I really don't give a you know what um, <laughs> yeah. you know what any but he thinks right you know this is mm-hmm. how I feel and 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 regardless so instead of always going to what are they gonna think how are they gonna receive this it's just having that spontaneity to be able to actually you know say what's on your mind right and do it in a way that is of course you know okay. in a way people can receive it sure. yeah. <laughs> but I always find when you speak from the heart you have that intention people, they pick that up, they pick up that heart energy, and they hear it very different. Yes, you, you know, you say it with a smile on your face, and you're respectful. And so that was a big, uh, a really big side effect and you know, a very positive side effect, I would say of the tapping, because I, I worked through a lot of stuff related to that, I, I it helped tapping helped me find the origins of where that came from. And I could release the energy energetic charge around those events that led me to believe that what I had to say wasn't important because that was the belief I had I have nothing important to say and nobody's interested in what I have to say um, yeah. yeah that that ran my life and the and of course you're, I wasn't aware of it to that degree but boy my subconscious was you know radiating that that belief and once again with tapping I was able to smack that one down and uh Uh, And another one was that ruled my life up until I would say probably seven years ago was I'm stupid. That was a big one. And once again, it's the events, you know, we draw conclusions from Mm -hmm. things that happen to us often in early childhood, but, and then we look for evidence that that's true and we can find it if we're looking for it. Mm -hmm. So um, the tapping helped me immensely. I worked with uh, a practitioner through that one. Uh, but I would say within half an hour, and a floodgate of tears—it was Niagara Falls—I was able to totally eliminate that, wow. and it has not impacted me ever since then. So this is the power of using something like tapping, because it allows us to work through the that emotion. It gives it—it it, it helps us to access those. Uh, well, the subconscious beliefs, but also the uh, sort of universal messaging that we can get when we're in a regulated place, and we're not in our place of fear. Mm. And so uh, that's, that's a beautiful byproduct of using something like tapping.
0: Yeah. And, and I, I'm curious, so you said it helped you get to the root. Do you yeah. actually like either repress memories or things like that happen when you're a a child or what what did you mean by that I mean does it like things actually
1: come up or it's just it releases but you don't know why it well people have different experiences Mm. and um you know in my case that situation is that I was tapping on sort of you know just reflecting right on you know why am I feeling this way kind of thing and and you know what happens is like sort of memories can come up and I go yeah yeah like I distinctly remember being at the blackboard in elementary school, I don't know how old I was, eight, eight 10, whatever, uh, already feeling, because I learned differently from others, I'd had a, a very a, a slower, I felt in my perception, uh, slower processing uh, ability, you know, I was always the kid, it took longer for me to answer a math question or to do an assignment. And so that feeling started very early on, you know, with school is that, you know, I'm not as smart as everybody else right? Or being called up to the blackboard and asked to explain a math problem when I had no idea. And just yeah. being in that freeze mode of like, Oh, my God, I've got 30 pairs of eyes looking at me here. And I don't know what I'm <laughs> talking about. And, and so that was the, the genesis, that was the beginning of it. And then, you know, after that, just those feelings, when, whenever I'd be in a situation where I didn't understand something, it would be okay, see, I'm stupid. Mm-hmm. And then that carrying on uh, throughout my adult years and everything. So, um, so
0: you actually really- went right back to the blackboard and remembered all of that, and People to say, "Well, give that little girl some love and know that that's belief is not a truth; it's just a belief from a past memory and experience, and let it go." Then, wow, exactly, wow, exactly. And then you said some people have different experiences. So, there's some people that just
1: feel released, but they don't have those memories it just it just helps yeah it it it, that can happen especially if you have trauma and you have repressed memories so Mm -hmm. i want to talk about that because even though tapping is very simple and it's wonderful to do this there i always caution always in terms of due diligence is for people to know that you might be tapping into something unexpected that you have your subconscious has repressed because it's too painful to actually go there and if you suspect that there's a lot of unresolved trauma, this is something you don't want to work out on your own. Mm-hmm. You can do this. Use tapping as a simple sort of stress management because it's multi-layered in terms mm-hmm. of what you do. It's also a therapeutic intervention. A lot of um, you know counselors, social workers, psychologists. Are incorporating tapping or EFT tapping as one of their tools in their toolkit. And um, it, you know, if there's if you suspect there's more going on for you that is really causing you a lot of misery, that's something that I would recommend is do that in the safety with somebody who is ideally certified in this or has very under you know a, a strong clinical understanding of you know going where the the client is at, not going faster, not diving right into the trauma. Uh, You want to really, you know, respect that uh, because you can tap into some of those things that have been hidden, as I said, and all of a sudden they're coming up and you're, you don't know what to do with it. Right. And and the good thing about tapping, if that does happen, it does help um, in terms of something comes up and you tap, you can reduce it just by simply tapping. Mm -hmm. You know, you might not be able to talk because something's coming up, but you can tap through it. And just you can feel yourself de-escalating that emotion can just um you know diminish but it is a sign that hey you know you might want to go get some help with that but yeah. um so so that's what i mean that you can often this does happen that you can have memories that come up mm-hmm. or or insights uh, that you know insights are great because it's things that we don't really think about anymore but you could something could pop up and go why oh, for that happened to me a lot because when I was even writing the book and reflecting and doing some tapping, I go, oh, I forgot about that experience. Um, you know, like, you know, one of the things too around that whole theme of not having a voice was that I lived in France for about five years and I was, um, you know, I was learning my French and I really wanted to excel at it because that's part of my personality as well as that perfectionist piece, right? And having some French kids sort of laugh, you know, when I'd open my mouth, right? And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I'm not saying anything <laughs> anymore. Right? And uh, and so like little things like that. And, and so you can kind of think about it and tap through the the emotion if it's still, you know, it could be, that's a kind of silly example, but but that I would never have thought about that, you know, or disappointing somebody and going, oh yeah, like that was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty heavy duty at the time. I haven't given that, you know, thought to that in a long time. So it, it, it's very cool um, how the, how that works. That is cool. Yeah. And your book, I think does a great job
0: talking about kind of those layers of tapping and what you can do on your own, what you might want to do. And I think was it was at a group setting and then with a, a therapist or something like it, like, I know it
1: was like, there were three layers and I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It was yeah. a bronze, silver, and gold. Bronze, and silver bor- and gold. Yes. I borrowed that from my mentor, amazing woman, Nancy Forrester, giving her full credit for the criminology. And, and the bronze tapping is just, you know, simply no words, just tapping on those on those points. And if you want, at one point, you know, we'll do a little tapping yeah. exercise. Yeah. Uh, but that is something that is very simple and doesn't require words because people get can get intimidated by the words, like they're working with somebody or they hear something on the internet, and they're like, I don't know what to say. What am I supposed to say? And then they they kind of don't give it a chance. And so it's such a shame. And we know with tapping. Uh, this works with, you know, um, traumatized populations in Rwanda, in mm-hmm. place, other places in Africa, uh, all over the world, where there's people that perhaps don't speak English, mm-hmm. and so just the fact of having them think about something that is traumatic and tapping on these points in a in a group, there's mm-hmm. something with the, you know, with working through the nervous system, but the energy, the supportive energy of the tribe or the group that really helps with the healing process. So in a in so bronze tapping is something, you know, just as I said tapping on those points and rating yourself before how are you feeling now? And if I'm like I'm super angry right now about something, how angry am I? Well, I'm a 10 out of 10 right now. <laughs> OK, so and then tapping through it. And then after a couple of rounds, how am I feeling? Well, you know, I'm not as angry when I think about that situation. I'm kind mm. of like six right now. Oh, OK, great. Let's, let's keep tapping. A couple more rounds. How am I feeling now? I'm tuning in mentally. Ah, it doesn't really bug me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so this is how fast it can it can go. So it's a great in the moment, um, you know, stress reliever mm. or, you know, a great in the moment mood enhancer or mindfulness activity, because when there's lots going on and you're, you're tapping, you're kind of focusing, you know, you're in the moment, right. Mm-hmm. And you're, mm-hmm. you, you, you start to breathe differently. Your body relaxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. So that that's the bronze, the silver is what you see a lot of on the internet. So okay. uh, yeah. you'll have somebody doing some tapping rounds, using words, using very general Kind of statements and i do have some of that in my book as well tapping scripts just meant to get people to sort of get used to the points to have some language to use and um but really it's more sort of general and where the gold is when you're getting specific about what is going on for you mm-hmm. uh, you know for you yourself for anybody else and because then you're really zeroing in on um, all the aspects of whatever that problem is. So if you have something that's bothering you in the moment, you know, what are the aspects of that? How are you feeling? What's going on in your body? Like, you know, our feelings are held in our bodies. So mm-hmm. it's addressing, okay, I've got this pain in my stomach. Oh, this pain in my stomach, this pain in my stomach, this huge pain in my stomach, trying to describe it the pain, you know, this, this, uh, I don't know, red pain in my stomach, um, this oval shaped pain in my stomach, and kind of just going through it and see what happens with Mm. the body. Uh, And then often what people have is that that whatever the um, sensation is in the body, it actually comes down in intensity, or it can move it can move mm. to a different part of the body wow. and then you just go and you focus on that yeah it's really interesting because oh, wow. it's, it's like things shift and then eventually whatever it is kind of leaves wow. um, yeah yeah leaves the leaves the uh the, the phys- physical body and um yeah and so that one is is sort of the gold and often people choose to use a practitioner for for the gold so mm-hmm. you know the book is really for that the bronze tapping and also explaining sort of some of those um, we call them psychological reversals. Basically, it's your psyche has this protective mechanism uh, to keep you from feeling uh pain and sort of keeping you in your comfort zone. And so with the tapping, you can address these sort of uh resistance statements like, you know, it's not possible for me to, you know, be successful, or I don't deserve to have a lot of wealth, or I don't deserve to have my own needs met, you know, these kind of beliefs that we can mm-hmm. actually start to tackle, you know, because we always have gains, it's to it's stay, stay safe, right? That's the ultimate goal. And it kind of working with the with the brain and the body's energy and nervous system can shift how those beliefs actually, um, you know, take place. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and
0: would you say it sounds like some things happen immediately, such as if you're angry, by tapping, you can bring that anger down. But something that's say that's a deep-seated, forgotten, buried memory that's causing you to feel like you nobody cares what you have to say. You know mm-hmm. how long? I mean, it's probably different with everybody. But do some people take
1: like years of tapping therapy, or is it usually is it usually pretty fast when when people yeah, start it's to? Usually experience. pretty fast. Not wow. years, absolutely not years. You can do it in a number of sessions. In my case, uh, it, it I did it in twenty minutes or twenty minutes to half an hour, as I said, because we're able to sort of tap on. I mean, this is, goes back a little bit, but you know, sort of the the inadequacies around that, how it made me feel. You know, that feeling of inadequacy and um, you know, shame. A lot of shame around that when you, you have a belief I'm stupid. Lots of shame <laughs> linked to that so and and so being able to tap on the shame all the shame all the shame about feeling stupid all the shame about feeling like everybody knows things are you know things better than I than I do you know you know all that kind of stuff and and with tapping it's it's speaking your truth which is Mm -hmm. so freeing because Mm -hmm. we are taught socially that it's not okay to sort of say what's on your mind because you might get rejected or you might be ostracized or
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know mm-hmm. people won't love you uh, if you if you speak your truth and and yeah. with tapping you can actually and i love this part is that you you, you just say you know i'm feeling really crappy today <laughs> you know i'm crappy yeah. i have no energy to do anything the world sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> Like you know, who said you know who said that uh, we're, I'm supposed to be happy all the time? Like, what is that? You know, yeah. When, and and just voice, give a voice while you tap, because that's the beauty. You're, if you're not tapping, you're just venting. You can actually make the problem bigger, right? Because you're mm-hmm. you're exaggerating the problem.
0: You're bringing that's more what that, in usually. Usually, you're bringing usually more when you in. continue to say, but that's interesting with tapping. Yeah. What we have a tendency, I think, as humans, to naturally do is exactly that. Oh, I feel so crappy today. Oh, you know, but I stink and the world's just terrible. And right. Normally that makes you feel worse, but that's interesting, you know, with these points on your, on yeah. your face and, you know, it can change your, your outlook. And, and then pretty soon you'd no longer feel crappy. So it's almost like it <laughs> negates what you're saying in a way, you know, it sounds like, like when you talk about pain rather than denying it, you talk about it. You know, right?
1: exactly, exactly. Because what happens too is that when you feel these things, you start to judge yourself. Oh, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should be grateful. I've got a roof over my head. <laughs> I, I'm not as bad as any, even my neighbor down the street who's really got huge problems. Like, what am I complaining about? Right. So we, yeah. we, we, we judge ourselves for feeling that way. And with tapping, it's all about acceptance of where you're at. You know, I feel crappy right now. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't feel grateful even though I I probably should feel great. Well, I really don't because you know what, I'm not feeling great today. I've got a really bad, you know, back issue or headache or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, and so it, it really releases something, you know, um, within and, and the thing too, you'll find if you have somebody perhaps who's dealing with, um, you know, some of those darker, denser emotions like sadness. Mm -hmm. um and and they tap on that what happens is sadness has a lower vibration than anger does so when you can get the sadness down often anger will will -hmm. come to the rise to the surface because it's like how dare that person treat me like that like I didn't deserve that, you know, and, and so you're tapping as you, as, you, as you're as mm. you're, you know, voicing this. So so mm. that and then your anger starts to subside. And then you can access those more elevated kind of emotions like hope and mm. and eventually you want to get to the joy and the love yeah. and you know higher and vibrations and want to be in. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. I, you know, cause I've seen tapping and I've tried it a little bit, but it's so great to talk to you and get more detail and the detail from your book. When I you read your book, you know, it was like, oh, this is a lot deeper than I ever understood. I think I've seen little bits and pieces on webinar kind of things. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And, um, but wow.
1: I mean, it's a powerful tool. It's a really, it's a very powerful, powerful tool. tool. And you, you hit the, the nail on the head is that, This book, I wrote it for for a couple of reasons, but one of them was that either you have people who've never heard of this and are like, what do you mean the body's an energy system? Like, what is that? What are you talking about? And to open their eyes to how this works. And and if you understand that there's more to the body than the physicality of it, and there is an energy or a life force that's animating us, then you can understand why tapping works. But you kind of need that. You need that awareness of that piece. And then uh, people like yourself who have heard of tapping, they've heard maybe really good things about it, don't really understand how it works. Um, I really wanted to dive a little deeper in terms of helping people understand, you know, why this is such a powerful tool, you know, Mm -hmm. as you said, which it is and how it it can be life-changing. I have met so many people and I have witnessed so many people who become better versions of themselves, happier versions of themselves. Um, People who say without tapping, I wouldn't be here today. Wow! You know, this is the power of it. And our world is a hurting world. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure anybody listening to this can think of it's if it's not themselves, somebody they know is really, really struggling. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's almost like an ethical obligation to really get this out there. Yeah, Um, it's not something you can sit on when you know what the uh, potential is for this, and and so especially today, my goodness, there's so much hitting us. And you know, if we can do this sort of energy hygiene, um, you know, and incorporate it into our daily our daily lives, you can do this in like two or three minutes. You know, you you do it when you're having your coffee or, you know, your, your beverage. You're brushing your teeth at night before you go to sleep. Hey, it helps you fall asleep, right? Because you are relaxing your nervous system, you mm. are calming your your mind. And there's so many different ways of doing it. And there's, there's no reason why not to do it. But so, you know, yeah. Oh, I love this.
0: Thank you. Yeah. And, and I think too, being women that have been around the block a few times, you and I, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. we, a lot of women were raised just never to, you know, you didn't show your feelings. You got, you know, shushed and you got the elbow if you opened your mouth. And, you know, I think we, you, you tell a lot of stories um, in your book about clients too, and and I can relate to many of those. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I went through something similar, and 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 then it's it's nice to know there is a solution out there. And even if we're older and we've repressed these things, or dealt with these things, or believed these things for decades, yeah. a tap, you know, session can can completely wipe that slate clean and it doesn't matter how old you are. And I think it's great for kids too, because so many kids oh. are stressed out. And so, you know, people are watching this and have kids or grandkids and, and, you know, teach them how to do it. Maybe, you know, get the, get your book and learn how and watch yeah. some videos and, and, you know, get some scripts and, you know, I'm sure kids benefit from this tremendously too.
1: Oh my goodness. Do they ever, that, I mean, that is the vision is that, you know, some- Something like this becomes mainstream. It's used in classrooms at the start of the day. That parents are able to regulate themselves. Their kids aren't picking up on their anxieties and and you know contributing to because as parents obviously we're the ones that carry a lot of the of concerns. But our kids are picking it up energetically. They're so attuned to what's going on. So if we can kind of get our our own house in order. And it's, it's such a gift to our kids, right? Because they don't have to be concerned about mom or dad or, you know, what the situation is. They have enough going on for themselves as it is. So, you know, why add to that? And then, you know, the connections, because a lot of parents too feel helpless with, you know, what's going on. It's how do they appease their, their child's fears? Well, if mm-hmm. you can do this together, as you said, and you, the parent co-re- co-regulates with the child so that you know it brings their anxieties down they can make it fun for young kids you can do this to music you can create a, a tapping song uh, you know there, there's so many different ways of doing it so so making it sort of a fun thing um I like that for adults too I think we should yeah. all have our own tapping song that's pretty yeah. cool you know yeah exactly
0: <laughs> find when you like and go through the tap <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I should, when next time I listen to my playlist, I usually dance to it, but yeah. I, you can tap to it as well. There you I'm go. Excited.
0: Yeah. I got to try that. That sounds like fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I think anytime we can make anything fun, especially if it's a healing modality
1: or something, you know, it doesn't always have to be serious.
0: Exactly. Either.
1: Yeah, totally. I totally am, am with you on that. Um, And I wanted to just say one other thing too, and uh, just about sort of the, the, audience perhaps that could get something from from the book if you're okay with me kind of bringing that up yes (laughs) yeah is uh you know this whole thing around um you know especially women who have a lot of different roles wearing a lot of different hats whether you have children whether you don't have children you know whether you have commitments towards you know in-laws parents grandparents children family community employer um where you know you feel like you're pulled into so many different directions Mm -hmm. I remember feeling that way um and just you know and and just being so you know depleted by it and and having no energy left over and 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 uh, how difficult that is for so many men and women but women especially because they take the anyway part of is our conditioning right we're there to to help a lot of us are people pleasers. Yeah, some men, some men have, have that too. same. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um and then boundaries, right? Mm. Um maybe those weren't modeled. Healthy strong boundaries weren't modeled for us by our by our parents. And so you know that it's so ingrained in terms of wanting to make others happy. Um you know, want, not wanting to let people down. Mm -hmm. Wanting to be seen as a good person, not a selfish person. Like all these things can come into play and tapping can help us develop strong boundaries so that we can have more energy for ourselves. We don't feel guilty or bad. And um, we are able to really improve our quality of life because we're taking time for us. And because now we believe we deserve it. And our needs are just as important as anybody else's. Oh, I like that. yeah. Yeah. And then by extension, the beauty of that is that you've got, you know, anybody in your in your entourage, you know, your family or whatever, they benefit because they've got this fully, <laughs> this person who's fully there and that can mm-hmm. give. And uh so it's uh yeah, it's just yeah, all round, just a, a great thing. That's awesome. So I'm hoping
0: now we get to try this, right? So you said yeah. you said we can do a little tapping exercise. So
1: um yeah take it away okay so first of all maybe what we can do is just i'll point out the points as we go i think we'll start with the bronze tapping which is just sort of tapping on those points and then and then i'll take people through uh one where there's just simple wording that goes with that so uh there's different ways to do it there we have what we call the side of the hand point so if you look where your pinky is it's the fleshy part Mm -hmm. And you can take like three fingers from your, you know, if I'm right-handed, I would take three fingers from my right hand and I would just gently tap along sort of that that side of the hand. Mm. And if you use three, you can't miss the point. Mm. And so as you're doing this, and we're doing this without words, the first one, but so just practice tapping and breathing. So breathing in through the nose and breathing out through the mouth. Maybe do it again. And through the nose and out through the mouth. And then we're going to pass to the eyebrow point, which is where your eyebrows start. So you can use one hand, you can use one side of your face, you can use both. I like to use two, I kind of feel it's like double the fun here. Same thing. So you, you gently tap. This is not about, you know, really pounding your face. It's about gently tapping or you can tap and breathe. So you're, you touch and breathe rather. So you can actually apply pressure. You can breathe in and you breathe out. And then you move over to the side of your eye. So there's that bone right at this either side of your eye. Once again, I'm, I'm doing both here. So I'm tapping. You can Is tap it matter like which fingers we use? Can we use? You know, fingers? And if you have a headache, you he might not want to do this. You might want to do the touch and breathe, right? Hey, Monique, does it matter which fingers we use when we do? No, it doesn't. Okay. It doesn't. Whatever feels comfortable for you, whatever mm-hmm. you intuitively want to do. And then under the eye, you've got that bone again. Same thing, breathing in slowly, breathing out. Like to do it a couple of times. If you feel like doing it three times, go ahead. There's no fast rule there. It's really, you know, what what floats your boat. And then you go under the nose. And under the nose, uh, it's probably easier just to use the, the one hand, yeah. And sort of the crevice there, whatever that's called under the nose and there's a point. We right should there.
0: still be breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth, right? Yeah.
1: And then on your chin, so below your lower lip. And then your collarbone bone collarbone point. If you take your your fingers and you kind of uh go along the collarbones and where they sort of end, where they start, however you wanna look at it, you go down about an inch and then an inch over. And you should feel a sort of sensitive area there where a lot of people hold stress in that in that point. And if, you, if it feels sensitive, it means that you actually need this, mm. that you have some blocked energy there. And so, Once again, you're, I like to kind of circulate my fingers like this, Mm. go around little circles and breathing. I don't know about you, but like this, this just feels so good to me, right? Like that Mm. combination, right? (laughs) It's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then you go four inches under your armpit. So for ladies, it's sort of where their bra strap is. You can cross over if that's comfortable like you're doing, or you can just, Lower your your thumbs. I like getting my thumb in here so I can really get some good pressure. And I'm breathing in. And then the last point is the top of your head. So you can, my preference is, uh, you can sort of claw your your hand and then you cover both hemispheres with your fingers. And there's a lot of uh, acupoints or endpoints that are up on top and the same thing, just the breathing in. And the breathing out. Then you stop and you take one deep cleansing breath. And you slowly exhale. You check in with yourself and notice if there's any shift whatsoever. It can be very subtle or it can be quite significant. Janie, do you feel anything at all?
0: I feel like calm, but I feel like I have more energy at the same time. Ah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, like a very calm energy.
1: Yeah, yeah. It feels
0: nice. It feels really good. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And when you do this in a group, it's really nice too, because you're kind of picking up on everybody's, calmness right so you kind of have that amplified effect with that um and so that's that's another way of doing this okay so that's that's just with the it's so that's sort of just kind of tuning in doing Mm -hmm. the points right and you can do that as well let's say like my example before you're feeling uh really I don't know uh afraid of something you can mentally focus into that fear and you can go through the points as well. So now you're, you're, at, you're actually focusing on it and you are, um, you know, uh, lowering that stress response mm-hmm. to whatever that emotion is that you're feeling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's another way. So it's the exact same thing. So just that alone, very easy for anybody to do because we don't have words. Mm-hmm. If you kind of master that or you feel up to it, then you can start to do what we talked about before stating your truth. Mm-hmm. So you tap and you talk and it's really powerful if you can do it out loud. So, you know, find a, go in the bathroom or find a place where your privacy is, right? mm-hmm. you know, you might be tapping about the person you're living with you don't, you know, <laughs> you might not want to do it in front of them. So, yeah. So just, I mean, I've done this, it's kind of we'll call it raving, tapping and raving. I did this for somebody who really uh, triggered me in a big way. Every time I talked to them or even thought of them, and I would just kind of, let my truth go and I wouldn't censor my words so if I wanted to use swear words I would just go for it and I would just say you blah 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 can't believe he did that I'm so pissed off at you like who the (laughs) hell do you think you are you know you go through but whoo and so at the end result I'm not triggered by this person anymore (laughs) because I've had I've done this you know not just once I've had to do it several times but it's a cumulative effect right Mm -hmm. so after a while you can Just and then you act differently to that person, respond differently, and they respond differently to you because your energy towards them is totally Mm -hmm. changed, right? Oh, that's Um, yeah. So that that's a cool one. Um,
0: So be like, I'm so worried. I'm so worried. You know, I'm really worried about this big meeting that I have to attend with my boss. And then you just go through
1: three times, three
0: breaths each each point, all the way down. Yeah. Take stock. Do it again if you need to.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to use, uh, if you want to sort of go to that place of compassion, because remember I was saying, like, we judge ourselves for feeling certain things that we think we're not supposed to feel, you know, we should be bigger than that and all that. It's like compassion, right? So it's, you know, uh, you can start, you can say, oh, you know, even though, uh, even though I'm really, um, disturbed by, you know, how how I feel right now, I'm allowing myself to be sad. Mm -hmm. You know, even and we do this like three times, right? Set up statements, we call them, you know, even though I probably shouldn't feel bad about this, you know what, I do feel bad about it. And I'm okay with how I'm feeling about this right now. So it's it's adding that compassion mm-hmm. or I allow myself, even though mm-hmm. you know this really hurt hurt me. I'm allowing myself to feel everything I feel right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So you're you're being compassionate towards what is happening for you in that moment. Yeah, I uh, you know, I've good reason to feel this way. Yeah, I I did my best and you know, I'm really disappointed, but that's okay. I mean, that's how I feel. And so we're accepting the range of emotions that we as human beings have, and we're not judging anything good or bad. It just is what it is, right? And once you've kind of de-escalated and, you know, you should feel calmer and you check in again, right? It's really important to test. And anytime you're doing a tapping, I just test eventually. Okay, wow, I was really elevated before. I'm feeling pretty calm about that right now, and then you can start tapping and reinforcing. So we're creating new neural pathways now, mm. right? So this is the exciting part mm. that we're actually going. You know, <sighs> you know what? Nothing's forever, and you know, it bugged me before, but I'm actually feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah, things are good. I, I <laughs> things will be fine. I've got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about what the what this can bring for me, you know, so it's, it's doing the affirmations, mm. but you're actually imprinting them with the tapping. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you, you're kind of reinforcing those, those, as I said, those neural networks, those neural pathways so that you can, you know, have a totally different response or perspective so, about something. Yeah. that. So, so could you
0: yourself. use it for like if you wanted to say, uh you know, I'm I'm worthy, you know, if you felt if you knew you didn't feel worthy, can you can you say what you want to feel and tap? Does, is that good or should you say I don't feel worthy and then kind of let that dissipate first before? Okay, well maybe I am worthy. Yeah, I am worthy. I mean, what's the? Yeah,
1: the, is it better to to deal with the feeling and then come in? Into- yes yeah it's Good the feeling. analogy is like a root canal right uh, before you put on the crown or the cap or whatever right you want to get rid of the gunk in there yeah. right yeah you gotta get rid of the yucky stuff yeah and yeah. get you to the <laughs> rid of the yucky stuff yeah. yeah and uh because you're also gonna you know your brain is gonna accept it more readily like with mm-hmm. affirmations too you could say something but if you really don't believe it your mind is going you know if I'm going oh I'm the wealthiest I'm, I'm, I'm a millionaire today you know yeah <laughs> the other parties go, no you're not in the back of your head going. yeah right sure yeah yeah exactly the money in your Actually <laughs> defeating the the purpose but if you can kind of you know accept okay you know okay Roughly a silly example but okay you know what I don't have a lot of resources right now uh but you know this isn't going to be the case forever things you know mm-hmm. this too shall pass and you know I'll find ways to you know, get resources, I'm a resourceful person, after all, you know, I've, mm-hmm. I've been in this situation before, and I've gotten out of it before, you know, and then you kind of, you know, there's more acceptance around it. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, then you could, you could sort of put out there what, what it is you you want, to, mm-hmm. you know, to happen. But yeah, uh, yeah, totally, cool. we, we kind of want to get sort of, you know, that uh, lowered intensity in terms of what's kind of going on. And mm-hmm. then, and then move it out first and then yeah creating more energy in the system because that's what Mm. we're doing like we're getting rid of the duck so there's actually more available energy to put Mm. towards moving towards where you want to go so your comment about i'm calm but i actually have more energy like that's the goal right because when you're down or feeling you know really you know down in the dumps and everything there's not a lot of energy in your system right Mm -hmm. it's hard to get out of bed it's hard to take action you procrastinate whatever you've got more energy in the system that tapping can help you create it's like oh hey maybe i can do this or you know you know there's possibilities and you're Mm going to take inspired action because the energy is there to do it so that's the beauty of it
0: it's a little like cleaning out your closet too if you clean your closet out you make room for something new that you like better so totally Mm
1: -hmm. excellent analogy Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
0: how can people find out more about you find out more about your
1: book yeah. So my website's probably the best place to go. MoniqueReport.com. Uh I'm on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm, uh, I'm getting that going. So I think the best bet I have my contact information on MoniqueReport.com, and the book is available. Uh, there's a link on my website to directly to Amazon. Uh, it's uh, you can also go to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, wherever any online bookseller um, will have it there. So.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much. And anything exciting and new that you want to share or anything that we didn't get to talk about any last final last parting
1: words for our listeners today. Yeah, I would just say if you if you're feeling sort of skeptical, this is kind of weird or whatever. You know, I just say don't write it off right away. Yeah, you know, this is gaining such a huge uh, popularity fan base across the world. It's not just North America, there are other countries, there's a boatload of research there. Um, On my website, I've got a tab that has all research studies there that, um, um, you know, those of you who really want to see the data and see the meta, the meta studies and the, uh, you know, any any of those kind of things, there are articles there as well, I would say, you know, check it out, be open minded and give it a try, you have absolutely nothing to lose. And um, just experiment with it. And you might be really pleasantly surprised. And get your book. (laughs) And get my book. And it's get your book, book.
0: It's full of <laughs> great. And yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the science because you mentioned it a little bit in the book too. I mean, some pretty renowned people with degrees and education and are, are doing this. So it's not oh, yeah. just some woo-woo thing out there. It's definitely mm-hmm. has some some meat to it. And it's something that um, I think is is definitely worth giving a try. I mean, it, it's like you say, it's free.
1: It's free to try, so. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and use it with your kids. Oh my gosh, we, yeah. we have to help these kids um so please do consider it
0: use it with your kids and use it to help with that whole aging process too because that is you know yes aging oh my
1: gosh oh oh yeah I mean that's a whole other area right there but for (laughs) sure oh my gosh yeah that we have a lot of beliefs about what it means to get older especially as women and they're not uh let's just say they're they're not always uh you know good encouraging (laughs) beliefs right So tapping helps with that too, to really uh, reveal the magnificent beings that we are, Mm -hmm. you know, we bring so much at this stage of our life. I mean, I got into this, I was in my mid fifties and I'm, you know, so passionate about this. So it's, it's never too late Mm -hmm. um, anybody to try, you know, something new or yeah, try this. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Monique. This has just been a delight to have you uh, in this this discussion today and to try tapping. Thank you for leading us through a tapping. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's been wonderful to have you.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it, Janie.
0: I am so grateful to Monique for sharing EFT Tapping and all the different ways that it can make transformation in your life. I know I can't wait to try it, and I really hope this interview offered you some takeaways too. If it did, please leave a comment below and let us know. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe, hit the bell. Everything helps more people learn about this interview and all the fantastic Reinvention Ready interviews. Remember, midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's not too late to make the rest of your life your best life. Start today. Thank you for watching. See you soon.